Welcome to Don't Hit Snooze, the podcast. You've been sleeping on yourself for long enough. It's time to wake up. No matter what you're doing, while you listen, we pray that you begin to unlock your God-given potential and turn it into massive action. Don't Hit Snooze is not just a personal development podcast. It's a personal reminder, reminding you to be and become all that God has created you to be. Now let's get into this episode. Okay, so we're obviously going down this whole different tangent. Yeah, we are also. <laughs> let's round it back up with. Okay, we started talking about stress, right? Mm-hmm. Which turned into us talking about compassion. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you don't have the capacity to do either of the things? You don't have the capacity to manage your stress, but you also don't have the capacity to be compassionate, whether it's with yourself. Because somebody's going to lose. Mm-hmm. When you're that stressed, you're going to lose. Or if you're keeping it together, yeah, if you're keeping it together for everybody else, you're going to lose. If you're keeping it together for yourself, but you're not making sure that the people around you are being fed or, you know what I'm saying, their needs are met based on what you promised you would provide, they're going to suffer. Or they're going to be impacted at the very least. Yeah. So. What does that look like? Yeah. To be at your wit's end. Mm-hmm. Listen. This is what I tell my clients literally all the time. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You just cannot. In as is much. Is that the scripture of the week? <laughs> okay. You just cannot. There is no, there's nothing that's going to come out. And I think, especially with like people of color, black people, women, there are so many groups of people who tend to depend so heavily on community that we forget that there is a single self that exists in that communal space. Taking care of yourself is taking care of your community. Prioritizing your needs is prioritizing your community's needs. Managing your stress is managing your community's stress levels. Because going into that space unhealed, Mm -hmm. going into that space, um, having not checked in with yourself with more needs, you're trying to help people out, but you have more needs. Like that goes back to the analogy. Now you at home cooking for your family angry because you didn't take the minutes in the car the few extra minutes to sit there and gather yourself yeah now it's spreading now you just affected somebody else's bad day now people are more worried about you they came in with a problem but they are trying to talk to you and you're snapping at them now your relationship needs to be repaired it's only going to create more work take the time it might feel inconvenient Mm. it might seem like i don't have the time to take 
take it anyway because you don't have the time to lose either that's the part like people be like i don't have the time what's five minutes what's five minutes like honestly you really may not take it anyway like it you take it anyway because the thing is is that our bodies don't forget and uh, like i'm thinking of this humongous example because i experience it all the time if and here's the difference i guess when you're in a married situation i call it a situation it's not <laughs> a contract <laughs> it is a spiritual contract it is. Too. okay so you can marry one too honey what you mean all of it it's a contract it's abandoned abandoned law abandoned abandoned law okay so you married got you got a kid we just gonna say one right now your husband happened to pick the baby up from daycare and now they're at home they waiting for you though because you gotta cook okay boom. Mm-hmm. of course they are you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you you got home first okay cool. right but <laughs> we just gonna say worst case they waiting on you okay but maybe you said I'm gonna do my special. But he could have just called and said, Babe, you ain't here yet, so you want me to start the dinner. But you know what? We're not gonna get it today. That's another episode, too. He has 2K to play. So, something. Okay, so he's, you know, anxious now because he do want to be in his man cave. He low key missing the game because the baby want to watch Gracie's Corner. (laughs) That shows a vibe. It is. But now we want to watch the game, though. Right. So, okay, you get home. He said you pull up, right? But you know you need these five minutes because either way, you know your baby going to turn up when you get there. For some reason, the mm-hmm. baby be chilling with, with him. But as soon but as, soon you, as you walk in the door, hell breaking loose. Mm-hmm. 10X, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So to avoid the stress that's going to come with me not taking care of myself and going in there and experiencing all of that versus me taking these five minutes and he might have something to say. And the baby's still going to do what she going to do or he going to do. But I've taken that time now where I can breathe through it. Mm-hmm. And our food ain't going to taste like crap. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm I'm in the kitchen cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can deal with now whatever comes my way, whether it's from my baby or him being pissy or whatever. The, the Maybe I forget about the food because baby want to play with puzzles. Oh man, we done burnt food up a little bit. Right. You know, I can deal with all this because I took five minutes. Yeah, exactly. I think what takes us to a, another level, right? So from beginning to intermediate is before you leave your destination, let's say you went to the grocery store, right? Get into it in the checkout line. Before you get on the road, hey babe, I'm headed home. I'm really frustrated because... Somebody just tried me in the grocery line. So I might take five minutes before I come upstairs to just meditate in the car and gather myself. That communication from a supportive partner. All right, boom, he see you pull up. Now he can start the timer. Okay, boom, she got five minutes. So go and pray it out and get on down here. But you know, like that, I mean, that's the intermediate of like, now that I know what I need, once, first, you got to give yourself what you need exactly. and figure out what it is that you're going to need. Then you got to communicate it to mm-hmm. anybody who will need to aid you in getting yourself that. That's why when we say like, oh, it's not possible. Too many people depend on me. 
it could be possible. It's just about figuring out how do we communicate what's going to happen. That's very true. None of it, because it's, it's with anything. Like, mm-hmm. God made, like, created the earth, like, saying, like, talking. Mm-hmm. Words are so powerful, and we always say that, but then we don't use our words. And I feel like people have made a mockery and a condescension of that, that statement. It, it comes with undertones, but really it shouldn't. Communicate. It really is. It's the only way to advocate for yourself in those types of situations when you're talking about living in community. I think it's unfair. I think personally, I think it's unfair to expect those around you to assume what you need and provide it or give you space to provide it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe when people say things like, oh, I can't, I don't have the time. I don't have the ability to deal like give myself what I need right now to me or depending on me it's really because they haven't communicated that because for the most part the people around you that love you and care about you want you to be okay mm-hmm. they want you to be healthy and if you're naming that all you need is five minutes in the car to breathe it through they're gonna be like listen <laughs> if five minutes is what I you need like take it within that you're able to see your blind spots too Mm -hmm. if you're really in a healthy relationship because if your partner comes to you and says that and you have an issue with it or you don't fully receive it just as them communicating their needs and you and them expecting you to just be okay with it but you're you know what i'm saying you're not Mm -hmm. so that's a blind spot for you why aren't you okay with them creating and maintaining a boundary yep because we haven't been taught that boundaries are okay yep Especially in black and brown communities, everything is just so like, nah, we we not doing that over here, though. Mm -mm. No, like my boundary is, yes, I grew up in a household where you said whatever to me. But what you're not going to do is say whatever to me in front of my child. That's out of the question. Yep. The minute you do. All right. Well, we going to see you another day Mm because ain't no way I'm going to. Yeah, it's really that. Like, I'm not going to lower my standards for myself. I'm not going to let go of a boundary that I've set that supports me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that quote comes from. Like, ain't nobody got you like you got you. That part. Ain't nobody got you like God got you. Because, like, we're, we're one. Me and God know what it is that I need. And half the time, I don't know. He tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I be so clueless. Yeah. And I go to him because I don't like that I'm feeling clueless. Okay, now, boom, I get a revelation. Or, boom, I get an answer. Boom, I get a a confirmation. Whatever it is to know, all right, I'm on the right track. Or, nah, that's... You might have to tell your therapist about that one, baby. Right. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, that's, that's real. That is so real. So real. Communication. Yeah. Compassion, communication. Okay, well, where else are we going with this? Right. <laughs> okay, so, for real, for real, I'm going to go back because this is me asking a question because I genuinely care about you and not because I'm trying to be in your business. No, but, no. <laughs> 
you didn't sound excited. Like, even though the words excited came out of your mouth, you did not sound excited about graduating. I'm just ready. Like, I'm over it. (laughs) Not like, yeah, I guess. Okay, first of all, I think it's important to own that, like, I feel like I, whenever there's a big event happening, I get anxious Mm -hmm. as my form of excitement. Like, I'm really just a ball of anxiety right now. I've overthought every detail, but I have nothing planned. Um, like, nothing is set in stone. How I'm getting there, um, what's going on with, like, my parents and my in-laws about, like, I don't know how, what's, I have to be there, like, hours before the ceremony starts. I always figure graduations are just so unyielding if you're, like, the family planner because you're yeah. just unattainable. So everybody has to figure out legit on their own. No worries. I do not I have the family. All having anxiety at <laughs> at late tech graduation. We like hold on. Do you remember? Yes. As, like as we were walking into the stadium, or whatever the arena, we all on our phones like, oh my god, yeah, here. Like, <laughs> so, what y'all gonna see? Y'all need to figure this out. Y'all need to get here late. It was crazy. Okay. Man, so, <laughs> man, cause why? But why? Why do I have to be somewhere at eight AM for a graduation that starts at eleven? Make it make sense. Because okay, maybe I just feel like I've I think never it's been really though that. Well, yeah. Part of it is probably just the culture of it. They know people gonna come late, right? And I've never been the late person, but I want to be. Imagine. But that anxiety. Do you remember exactly? <laughs> But there are some people who are so carefree. Yeah, they would really show up at 1059. Like, they already... walked in, okay? We saw it with our eyes. That's going to stress me out. And <laughs> they're the reason I showed up at 8. Because they going to walk in at 1059 talk about y'all ready to walk the stage. <laughs> and that's... Where yeah. my spot at? My name's Smith, so where's... Right. Uh... <laughs> exactly. Where the S's, Okay. Yeah. yeah, and also like it's been a few months, so I haven't had my degree for a while. Like they sent, they already sent the diploma. That's so much anticipation. It's a lot of like the build up. Yeah, has been built. <laughs> so I'm really just ready to get over with. I'm ready to wear my dress. Yeah. So this is it. That's the dress. Oh yeah. y'all, it's so. Oh my gosh, very B, very B. Yeah, very B. Obviously. <laughs> Um, this is cute. I got a statement. Are we doing a photo shoot? What's the situation? I already did my grad photo shoot. You did? But I will be taking pictures in this dress, yeah. Yeah, this is the one. You ain't been on IG today, huh? No. Yeah, girl, I posted a I told you I had photos. a full situation today. Oh, right. You did say that, yeah. Oh, Charlie. Anyway. Yeah, I posted a couple of them. I'll post the rest on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I'm ready for this look as well. I should have probably switched them but it's all right what you mean like the look i wore in the photo shoot could have been the under the robe look and this could have been the photo shoot but it's all good when did you get this dress after <laughs> after the photo shoot <laughs> right so it's okay it's never an option <laughs> so let's talk table. about it <laughs> couldn't have, couldn't have happened we be getting mad like dang dang but yeah, this is a look, and it's about to be. I'm very it's excited for it. Definitely a look, look. Yeah, those are gonna be nice. I didn't take any pictures. It's what's what color that I wear to my high my no high school, my um college graduation. I'm trying to think, but I didn't take any pictures. 
you might as well say I didn't graduate. If it weren't for the degree in my mom, and first of all, it's, it's still at my mom's house. Like, it's mine. They really be holding on to our degrees. Like, <laughs> you think I got, I got mine back. We just got one of Mike's back. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like, I feel the same way, though. I would want to, like, my baby done did it. <laughs> and also, you're one of two. I think yeah. the parents who hold on to degrees when you got multiple kids degrees, now. Everybody got a everybody got a bachelor. Everybody no, yeah. you can't hold on to all of them. Seriously, that's, this is not a photo this album. This is not a birth certificate, right? <laughs> you shouldn't even have that. You're that awesome. Yep. Okay, so I don't know where we were going with that. Mm-mm. That was fun though. <laughs> but I am really excited, even though I'm not outwardly. My anxiety's on top. My excitement's underneath that. Okay, that's fair. That's a that's a feeling. Yeah. Attached to mm-hmm. whatever emotion that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very uh, familiar anxiety. Like it's not an overwhelming one. Yeah. Just no. Probably won't feel it until after it's over. <laughs> so we talked about that a little bit, but we didn't really get into the details of what good stress is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that can kind of. I think the anxiety or whatever the underlying feelings are attached to it can override like what's really happening. It's like, yeah. well, that's actually just good stress. Let's let's deal with it because is that you're not wanting to fully be in that because you don't feel like you deserve it or like because it could be other stuff with that. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know for me like when I graduated I would say undergrad was not great for me so graduating was kind of a relief but my distaste regardless of like how I was really feeling about the school and this is actually me unpacking this thing Mm -hmm. that I never unpacked before and never said out loud I've said it before, maybe to a therapist possibly, but I like but I've never said it like this to people. I was hurt and ashamed because guess how many people showed up to my graduation? I really don't know. Maybe did your mom go? Just just my mom. Yeah. Imagine me looking around and seeing all these people with all these family members. Like a big, big group of people. Where was I? Why didn't I go? I don't know what the situation was, why nobody was there. I mean, it was another state, so I tried to chalk it up to that. But when I think about my family, yeah, they go to Mississippi like three times a year. You couldn't drive to so Missouri. It's not that far either. It's less hours than Mississippi. It's my point. Yeah. And it's not as boring yeah. of a drive. Yeah. At least you pass through St. Louis, you're going to Mississippi. You finna pass through what? Tuscaloosa? Right. <laughs> you're gonna pass through a lot of things. Okay, very plain, very boring, very white. Very mm-hmm, dangerous. You gonna you gonna cut through the hood at least, trying to come to me. You gonna you gonna be familiar. Yeah. You couldn't come. So this like anger. In my tone is really because I'm just now yeah. saying that in real life. Like, dang, yeah. that's why I never said anything. It's a few of those things that have happened in my life. 
that were big, so to speak, but I didn't speak to much on them because it was so many other things attached to them mm. that I was either upset, sad, like whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. all these negative emotions attached to it. Why, what I'm talking about? What again? happened? Why didn't they? Do you know what happened? Why nobody came? Mm -mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna look back and see what was going on in life. Like, did we lose a family member at that point? Yeah, it doesn't make it okay, but I'm just like, yikes. Just one person. That's That just made me sad because... Yeah, sad. That also adds to the narrative. And I, I talked about this a couple episodes ago about the narrative. But, like, that makes me feel like parts of the narrative that my mom painted about me was true. Because mm -hmm. now people aren't showing up for me. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh-huh. People aren't really in my corner uh -huh. like I would think they would be. Uh -huh. Why? Is it me? Is my mama right? So, I'm just trying to kind of put myself in the space of a person who is really questioning themselves right now. Yeah. And you're not responsible for the no. picture that people either accept that has been painted of you. Or that they paint of you themselves mm -hmm. and you don't align with it in your heart of hearts. Whether or not it is factual does not mean that it's truth. Yep. Your truth and facts are also different. So maybe I was a mad person. Maybe I was, you know, not calling people back. Maybe I was a lot of things. But my truth is that I'm a compassionate person, though. Exactly. I'm a giving person. I'm a loving yep. person. I am kind. I don't necessarily call you back right away, but I'm going to check on you at some point. Mm -hmm. I, like, that's not... You know what I'm saying? I... I I don't want you, if you are questioning yourself, to question based on those things. Yeah. If you genuinely feel like, I don't like how I am, then that's a whole nother thing. That's you and that's great. Do something about it if you're ready. Don't wait too long because now that you acknowledged, you have to address it. Otherwise, you're perpetuating the vicious cycle of mad people in the world. Mm -hmm. Like we just got a bunch of mad people, <laughs> and it's good. yeah. You know, I think something that you mentioned made me think about. I would even say, like, circling back to the compassion. If you get to a point where you're thinking to yourself, "I don't like who I am," personally. I don't believe that that's actually enough to change something about yourself. I think being in a place of dislike while you're trying to actively change or address things in you can be really dangerous. I think when you get to that place of like, I'm not sure I like this about myself or I don't like these things about myself, you have to continue to a place of, 
I accept these things about myself. I understand them. I think that's when you get to actually change it. I think it's going to be really hard to try to change from that place of like, I don't like it because there's so much shame attached to not liking what's going on. I think, I think it's pretty natural to come across Mm -hmm. some like stuff in your life and be like, I don't know that I like, like, I'm not really proud of that about me. I don't know that I'm really rocking with that in me. Most of it is attached to our trauma. Yes. It's stuff that we developed that was once helpful. It felt safe in that moment. And now it's no longer serving a purpose. It starts to feel uncomfortable. We're like, I'm not a huge fan of that. But understand, where did this root, like, where did, how did this show up in my life? How did I become this way? And then give yourself some compassion. Wow, that makes so much sense. I like, I completely understand. I empathize with the fact that I have this guard up because it was really hard for me to do this vulnerable thing when I was a kid. So I've developed this guard. And now that I'm older and now that I see it and now that I'm compassionate towards it, I'm going to go ahead and let this guard down. I'm going to go ahead and let this thing go. I think it, man, it's so hard to try to initiate change from that space of like, I don't really like that (laughs) because it's there. Everything in part, everything a part of us is there for a reason. It's all functioning Mm -hmm. for a purpose. Um, And we got to know those purposes. That's how we fight those narratives that other people are trying to give to us. The ones that are saying people don't like you because of this. People don't like you because of that. It's, it's so much easier to not listen to those people when you know, when you've done the work and dug deep. It was like, actually, how people feel about me has nothing to do with me. That's their stuff. So everything you just said about why people don't like me doesn't really matter because I know the way I show up in this world. And I know that if someone said they don't like me, what they're really saying is there's a part of themselves that is uncomfortable in my presence. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Like once Mm -hmm. you do the work, you'll know Mm -hmm. what, what the example with the husband, like if he is feeling away yep. based on you creating that boundary, that means that oop, hus- husband had a blind spot there. Yep. Because that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but how can you get to that place if you never get to that place? Right. And that's why we got you on here to walk us through that part okay after you address it there's a whole nother slew of things that (laughs) (laughs) there's so much stuff that you gotta do okay so i finally am posting part three of my interview with sweet tea aka t aka tanisia adams hartgrove y'all heard it I am so appreciative for her sitting down with us to provide a more professional perspective on some of the things that we deal with as it relates to our mental health and stress and just with this season now that we're in and, you know, emotions being a lot higher because, you know, just the holidays bring out certain things and then there's seasonal depression or seasonal seasonal affective disorder or SAD, sad times, okay? Dark, darkness just outside, horrible weather, all of that stuff really impacts us. So it's very important for me to round this up with a reminder to you that it's okay if you're not okay. 
obviously we hear that all the time, but we don't really understand that we're all human. We're all going through things. We all have stuff that we have to overcome and deal with. We all have challenges. We struggle with things. We have to go to God and give those things to him, trusting that we are going to overcome. And I mentioned something about, you know, a thorn in my side. And I just wanted to kind of point to that really quickly. And really, it's a thing of not necessarily internal, because I'm not going to let the enemy lie to me and say that there are things that I'm dealing with internal that I will never stop dealing with or that I will never heal from or whatever. Like, that's not what I'm saying, because most of the things that I think about are other people. They may or may not ever change as far as their behaviors that they exhibit toward me. And I have to be okay with that. I have to maintain my boundaries. I have to maintain my peace. I have to do what I have to do for me because that person and how they behave with me may forever be a thorn in my side. And that's kind of really what I was talking about. And... Those things like that, those behaviors that come from other people are stressful. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do get stressed out and I'm learning day in and day out what those things mean for me, why they trigger me and how to really deal with them in a way that makes sense for me and my life and my life with my baby and you know, what's important for her, what's important for me, what's important for us, et cetera, et cetera. And then how to kind of balance all of that with our daily interactions with other people, whether we have relationships with them or not, you know, strangers, people we see every day, et cetera, just how that really looks on a day-to-day basis. And knowing that the people who really care about me, they gonna essentially be able to deal with certain things that come up from a standpoint of caring about me, loving me for me, but also like wanting me to be better. So addressing those things and allowing me the time and space to figure it out and to do better and to show up better, not only for them, but for myself. And so regardless of all of that, just know If you're not there yet and you have people around you who are patient with you, if you're working on it, whatever it is, or if you're just having one of those moments right now, whatever, like whatever you're feeling, it's okay. Because this is a hard time for so many people. That's it for today's podcast, love. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review and rating. It's how we stay relevant in the podcast world, and it helps other people be able to find and listen to the podcast as well. Subscribe to the pod so that you get notifications every time a new episode drops on whatever platform you're streaming from. And be sure to follow us on social media at Don't Hit Snooze Pod. That's D-O-N-T-H-I-T-S-N-O-O-Z-E-P-O-D. I'd love for us to build a community. So also be sure to head over to the Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes. And while you're there, let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. 
I'll be back next week with more tips on how to become the greatest version of yourself and reminding you to not sleep on you.